0: Alright listeners, uh, welcome to episode one. Um, Privileged to be here today and I have Clint as my first ever guest, so really excited about this chat and hearing about um, his history and what he's currently doing and what he's got coming up and um, one of his big projects of the community which he hosts at the moment with uh, Manning Park. So without further, further ado, I'll let him introduce himself to you.
1: Hi, my name is Clint Slump, uh, 39-year-old single dad of two young daughters, which is six and eight. Um, So my history is basically playing sport my whole life. I played footy, uh, quite high level, played state footy. Uh, After footy finished, about six years ago, I got into a little bit of running and then triathlons and did a few half Ironmans and uh, one full Ironman. And then after that, I needed a bit of a change and uh, I found trail running. So, uh, at the moment we've got a, uh, a trail running group at Manning Park where we are now. Um, Manning Park trail runners, we have about 40 of us every Thursday night and uh, we get out for a run on the uh, trails for, for about an hour. And then uh, we head down to the Kuji Surf Club. We have a, uh, a pint and palmy night down there which is a nice social way to catch up where we get about 10 or 15 of us and um, it's just a good social way to uh, meet people and make friends and uh, enjoy what uh, trail running brings to us. So, yeah, thanks, Ellen.
0: Oh, great. Um, so we'll jump straight into questions, um, so I know that you're training for quite a big event now coming up, can you take me through what um, the week just gone has looked like and what your average week would look like?
1: Uh, yeah, so training for uh, UTA 100, which is the third biggest trail running race in the world, so it's uh, a 100 kilometre race in the Blue Mountains in New South Wales, so it's uh, 4400 metres of climbing, which is uh, epic, it's, it's massive. There's 5,300 steps up and 5,000 stairs down, so it's uh, yeah, it's got all the essential qualities for one of the uh, most extreme races, and um, yeah, I'm pretty excited. So, uh, but it's been a two year journey to get there, which we've only got five weeks to go. Um, so yeah, the question so, a regular training week for me, um, so Mondays, uh, I'll start the day at about uh, 10 a.m. with a uh a half an hour recovery jog, just a nice easy pace at work. Monday nights I'll head to Kings Park and I'll hit uh, the Kokoda Stairs for a a 90 minute session there. Uh, Tuesday will be a recovery run for half an hour and then uh, be some speed intervals on a Tuesday night. Wednesday will be again a recovery run in the morning and then uh, a hill repeats or back to Kokoda Stairs. Thursday is another recovery run and then uh, Manning Park Trail Runners for Thursday night for a bit of a tempo session. Fridays is my day off where I just um, have a nice day to freshen up. Uh, And then Saturday mornings I'll head out into the bush, uh, up into the hills. So yesterday I was out at uh, Mundaring Weir for a three-hour trail run with a bit of stairs at the finish. And then uh, this morning on Sunday, I went to Bibber Lake and did a little uh, jog around there for six k's. With while my uh, daughters rode their bike, and then this afternoon I've just got a nice easy uh, 10k jog with a couple of mates. So that's oh. my week.
0: So what does what does your mileage look like then? What, do you have a total that you uh, ideally want to hit or that you average?
1: Uh, it sort of depends where you are within your training at the moment. I'm looking at about 100 k's a week, which is my sort of peak periods, um, but. Yeah, later on, you're either looking at, you know, I sort of roughly average between uh, 80 to 90 Ks a week and chuck in a couple of uh, Pilates uh, and ankle strength sessions as well. So, yeah, quite a big week. But if you have a race coming up, I'll obviously drop the mileage down to, uh, yeah, around 50 for that week. And then uh, if you have a recovery week, sort of the same, about 50 as well.
0: Okay, nice. And in terms of with ultra-trail, Um, there's going to be a lot of the unknown um, or like how do you what have you put in place to see yourself getting through that Um, and I suppose how do you bring that into your everyday training where you can um, you know say okay this is where I should be what am I feel like how can you sink that into your current everyday run
1: well I'm quite lucky because through my Manning Park trail running group you meet some amazing people and we've got a few people in the group that have actually done the race before so uh, my coach, Cheryl Tatterton, I met her through a local gym. She was teaching a spin class and uh, I heard she was a trail runner, so I asked her to come down to Manning Park thinking that she was just a, a casual runner. It turns out that she runs 24-hour bloody ultra-crazy races. So, she, uh, yeah, she started coming down and then um, we formed a great friendship and now she coaches me, which is awesome. And She's done the last two years, so she knows exactly what it entails with lots of stair training and uh, how to periodize your, your sessions and your training so you're not training too fast i sort of follow the 80 uh, 20 principle which is 80 percent of my running is slow a uh, nice cruisy pace which for me is about six minutes per k and then 20 percent of my training so one in every five sessions uh is a faster like an interval or a tempo session and uh, that works out really well because i i haven't been injured uh in the past two years except for an ankle uh Ligament um, tear, but that was uh, more of a collision injury rather than a uh, like a muscle breakdown injury. So, yeah, the last two years have been uh, been amazing, and it's been good to stay injury free.
0: So, having a coach, how have you felt? You know, almost putting your your running plan in somebody else's hands. Did you find that? Uh, Easy to begin with, or do you almost go, well, they're the expert, and I trust in what they're setting? Um, And is it a very fluid relationship that you have with her, where she'll almost justify what is set in the plan?
1: Uh, Well, actually, come across because she was a uh, a newfound coach, so she'd only just started coaching, and she offered to coach me, which was amazing because we'd had a great friendship. So um when she looked at the plan that i was currently following it was actually she said it was quite a good plan so she's only really made some minor tweaks for me Um, but we have such a great relationship where she doesn't just set a plan in stone we actually converse with each other and we come up with a plan together so she'll tell me what she recommends and then we'll go a little bit of toing and froing on uh before we come up with the the final plan and then obviously being a uh a a social runner you don't have much time Sometimes and things happen. Life gets in the way, work, family, kids, everything happens. So sometimes you might have to miss a session or modify a session. So it's great. She's only a a quick message away, and she's very prompt with a a response, and we can uh, make changes or do alternative sessions if need be. So I find it actually works really well.
0: Oh, great. Um, Being what I would call a former elite athlete, um, playing football at the highest level in the state, um, other than AFL football, was running? Did you always feel you had the ability to run big mileage, or even at the faster pace, or is it something that you really had to work on, even in your chosen craft?
1: Um, well, just to clarify, I wasn't uh, that elite at football. I, uh, I dabbled a bit. I, yeah, I played okay at football, and uh, I tried my best and played uh, three waffle games and a season there before I got struck down with a few things. But um, yeah, I guess. I'd always loved running, I was always one of those guys who in the pre-season running was really good, I was at the top three in all the fitness sort of categories, Um, really enjoyed running and then after football finished I just had that void missing in my life where I I missed that team sort of atmosphere so taking up running was was an obvious choice for me and um, I was at a local gym and I started up a running group at the gym because we wanted to start training for running events and it worked out well with being in a gym and then meeting other people and running can be quite an individual sport but I enjoy the social side of things which is what I, I grew up with playing football and, and team sports so I really try to incorporate um camaraderie in running and not making it an individual sport and then you seem to enjoy it a lot more and, and get more out of it
0: and I suppose pushing into the ultra running world was did you always see that as you know not really hanging around in the marathon world as such can you explain why what that means to you going into the ultra world and what what came about to get and sit in that world.
1: Well, I'd always want to push the extremes of anything I do. I always want to be the best I can and uh, push the limits. And I guess meeting uh, meeting Cheryl in the gym and finding out that she was training for uh, 100 kilometer races and she'd done 24 hour races around a track, I just it always piqued my interest to see how far I could push. But I've learned from my triathlon days that. If you jump too quickly, you're going to get injured and you're not going to enjoy it. So I'm very mindful of um, enjoying the journey, which I think is the uh, the most enjoyable part. It's about finding yourself and, and who you are and, and what you can become. So for me, signing up for Ultra Trails Australia 100Ks has, has been a two-year journey and I've got five weeks to go. But along that journey, I uh, I planned it out where I ran my first 50K race six months afterwards. Then I ran a couple more 50Ks and then I built up and towards the end of last year i ran a couple of 50 mile races so 80k races and uh while the races went quite well and i did okay um you're still learning you're always pushing the boundaries and you can always get better so um i just can't wait to uh to get out to the blue mountains and and get in in the atmosphere and mixing with a massive big crowd i think the adrenaline's going to be pumping so i really can't wait and the ultra world is uh it's huge, like I'm doing a 100k race and, and that's just sort of tipping the scales recently my coach Cheryl did a 200 mile race uh, the Delirious West which was from Northcliffe down to Albany along the Biberman track and uh, I got to pace her for about 110k's of that race and it was the craziest thing I've ever been a part of and people have asked me when I'm going to do a 200 mile of myself and my flat out answer is not yet, one day I, I, I plan to but I want to keep enjoying the journey and I want to get better at the 50 mile races and hopefully smash my 100k race and and just enjoy it and get a lot more people along the journey with me and uh, and then, yeah, down the track, I'm, I'm sure a 200 mile will be, will be something I'll be looking for.
0: Always seems to be the way where, you know, you do your first marathon and then people say, when's your first ultra and then, you know, when's your first 100 mile and it's just, it, it seems to be the way that it goes. Um, just on, I suppose, getting into the ultra world quite early you didn't really sit in that marathon world for a while you didn't chalk up 20 marathons and then move into ultras what do you say to people that um almost have this um, myth around well going to an ultra can hamper you as a runner and you should do your time in the marathons even age wise um, people generally say ultra running is for older runners um do you have any kind of opinion on that or
1: yeah i think uh, it's everyone to themselves i think my biggest thing is Marathon running is, is obviously on the road where ultra running, uh, most of it is in, is in the bush. Um, my answer would be, do what you enjoy. Uh, I did a bit of marathon running and running on the roads for me is, is okay, but it's not something that I really uh, I get a buzz from. But going out for a, for a run in the bush, even not even an ultra, but just going for training in the bush, seeing the, the natural excited you know the animals the birds chirping there's no cars and traffic to be it's just a great place to be and and i just really love being out in nature so for me ultra running was a was a definite thing to lean towards i think it's a lot um whilst it might be a lot harder to do with like uh running up and down hills and stuff i think i find it with the softer surfaces it can be a lot easier on the body so there's such a repetitive motion of of running in a straight line on a road where there's a lot more sideways movement, uh, sort of lateral movements in the bush that it doesn't, uh, doesn't put a massive toll on the, on the ligaments and, and the joints in the body. So I think that's why people can do that for longer and, and run longer distances because it doesn't take such a toll on the body. And I think it actually in the long run, it, it's a lot better for even your mental health as well to get out in the bush and just enjoy some serenity.
0: Yeah. Oh, nice. Can you tell me what running means to you? Um, I suppose we, we kind of know the physical benefits there. Um, personally, what does it mean to you? Um, how do you take that into your professional life? Um, yeah, so what does it really deep down mean?
1: Running for me is, uh, it's, it really started as a, a way to find myself and, and get out and, uh, and enjoy it. And it was mainly for all the physical stuff. But what I found is that, especially for my short fast sessions, I get this massive endorphin hit and I'm just buzzing for hours afterwards and you go a little bit crazy and you're just like a good crazy like you're just full of energy and you're high on life and you're so happy and chirpy and that's like a real buzz that you really chase and then on the other hand you go in the bush and you run for three or four hours on a long training run and you're just that one with nature and you're at peace and it's just calming and relaxing and you just you feel like a a new person. And and even as soon as uh, just last Thursday night, I had a terrible day at work. It was really stressing me out. So I had to have a morning break and I just put my runners on and I went for a half an hour jog and I found a hill and I did a few hill repeats to push myself a bit. And and I come back to work and the rest of the afternoon just went smoothly and and it was great. So I think for me, it's, it's a mixture of pushing the limits finding peace and uh and keeping my mental health in check
0: great um if you could give some advice uh to your teenage self what would it be so say outside of running for now but yeah if you could give a non-running teenage self what would that advice be
1: oh i think uh, definitely people who know me from my triathlon days will be learned to swim because i was bloody terrible at that but um i think just more of do what you enjoy um, I've always been the one to, to probably do that anyway but um, sometimes I got caught in trying to, I guess I lost the enjoyment out of things and I stuck at them a lot longer than I would So I think definitely do what you enjoy and, and definitely surround yourself with professionals. If there's something that you want to achieve in life, see someone who's done it or is, uh, is a professional in that area. and. Um, Getting some coaching, it definitely makes a little bit of difference to um, to help you achieve your goals a lot a lot quicker.
0: Great. Um, so, could you tell us a bit more about um, your Thursday night group? Um, so you've set it up; it's become really popular. You know, you're averaging about 50 people attending every Thursday. Which you know, when you turn up through the gates and you see that amount of people coming every week, it must. What does that really mean to you? You know, do you? the amount of satisfaction you must get must be huge but can you i suppose elaborate on personally how it feels um you know you might be quite humble and not take the kudos on but to get that amount of people to consistently turn up to something um and i suppose individually do you know what it means to people that come along
1: yeah that's a that's a good question it's um when i drive in the car park and i see people there i just i just get like this big buzz and it like, it's like a rush that that people um want to join me and be a part of what i've created so it started about uh two and a half years ago just down the road the uh the local surf club started up a pint and palmy night on a thursday night and uh, i was part of Fremantle triathlon club and we had uh we had a crew training for the uh, Cedar surf marathon and the club was crying out for a thursday night session so i said to one of the uh, one of the club members can i create a um a thursday night hill running session And they said yeah for sure so that started we ran the hills at Coogee for uh, for six months and then along that time I uh, I did my first trail running race uh, and I met a guy who um who runs it at Manning Park and it was only around the corner from where I lived and I'd never really really been there before so we started coming down here on a Thursday night and uh the numbers just doubled straight away it was like holy wow like We'd gone from 10 people to 20 people in, in one night just by tra- changing the location and people wanted to run in the bush and experience that. And then, yeah, two years later of of running in the bush, we're getting 40 to 50 people every Thursday night. And um, the funny part was, was we we started the group in summer and then uh, 6.15 start, 7.15 finish, it was always in, in the sunlight. And then all of a sudden, as uh, as happens, the sun started to set a lot earlier and now people were like well, what, what are we going to do now we're going to have to start the session earlier or, or find somewhere else that's got lights and next thing you know someone brought a head torch down and and that brought the night sessions so towards the end of winter it actually got um that popular that people were actually asking me if we could start the session later so we could run at night because um people just enjoy running at night time it's just that different demographic of concentrating and it brings that new sort of atmosphere to the session and I think the biggest part for me is that it's the, it's the people you meet like we average 40 to 50 people on a Thursday night and then you might meet sort of 100 different people over a period and then um, there's over 600 people in our group now and the feedback that I've heard is that for some people it's the running that they get to go and, and, and do an hour of, of cardio but for a lot of people it's that camaraderie and group sessions and meeting people and being around like-minded people and and others like myself last thursday you've had a shit day at work and you need that that mental freedom just to go away and and lose your reality for an hour and just get your mental health back in check so it's really humbling to uh, to have those feedbacks and and from there we've I've all my closest friends now are a part of the group and uh, they come down and run and we plan holidays and adventures and, and next, next weekend we've, um, we've got about 15 of us heading down to Bluff Knoll to, uh, to climb some mountains and have a bit of fun down there. So, yeah, looking forward
0: to it. Do you think with something that has taken off, uh, do you think there's also a bit of um, don't cook the golden goose element? Um, so people might have said to you, well, should we take this two days a week or three days a week? How do you think that would impact what you currently have going and is there the thought to you know extend it to a couple of days a week
1: with the group and my training for ultras i've just committed to the one day a week because it's hard to if i if i want to do something in my life i want to do it well Uh, and if i have to half-ass it i don't want to be a part of it so for me it's always been stick to the one session per week And then what I've tried to do is uh, incorporate some group runs, so most weekends we'll get out and uh, I'll organise a group run out in the bush, out in uh, Kalamunda or Wangong or wherever it may be, we'll get out for a group session out in the bush and whilst that's not a a constant thing, it's a a whenever I can incorporate into it, um, I'd love to be able to do more sessions per week. Uh, It's just a matter of Monday nights at the moment, we head to Kings Park and we do Kokoda stairs. But that's more sort of me combining my training and then just inviting other people along. But definitely long term, I want Manning Park trial runners to, um, I guess, see where it takes us. Um, We've got such a great turnout with the one session per week. Um, there's so many more people jumping on board and um i think with a bit more support we can uh we can do a lot more things together and just recently we've just got our uh, first ever manning park trail runners shirts designed um so yeah looking forward to those coming out and i think that'll get um, us a bit more of a, a group camaraderie experience so when people rock up to trail running races and events they'll see the shirts and be able to go and say hello and if you're not sure who people are and Instead of rocking up to, an, uh, to a race or an event and not knowing anyone, you can just say, well, hey, that person's wearing the same shirt I am. I can go up and say hello. And, and that's what we want is to have that group camaraderie.
0: Oh, great. Um, as a community, where do you feel that um, we and I suppose the sport can improve? Where, where as a community can we improve the sport and how can the community improve it?
1: Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I think there's a few people that are out there starting up little groups I think the biggest part is that a lot of people don't feel safe to run by themselves or they don't have the motivation so I I think group running is the perfect way for people who want to get into running to to start and to join a group. Um, The group atmosphere gives you a great way to meet people and, and more motivation to get there if you've got a specific time you're always more motivated to get there and um, but also for a lot of people, they find it uh, a bit daunting to, to come to a session as well. So the one thing I try to do is always try and, if I see someone who's a first-timer, make a beeline and, and come over and introduce myself and say hello and, and this make them feel welcome and, 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 you know, we want them to come back and, and enjoy themselves. So I think as a community, um, park run is, is a really good start. Um, Bibber Lake Park Run is a place that I've been to quite a few times and there's so many over Perth and Western Australia now. It's just a free 5K timed event that is, a, is an amazing thing in the community. So I think it's hard to say what more we could do. I think it's just might be more group runs, um, more park runs. We're just engaging more people. I think we're doing a lot lot better at the moment.
0: Oh, great. Um, so you mentioned on your weekly mileage, you know, you're getting up above that 100K amount or thereabouts. Um... For me, you know, averaging anywhere between 50 to 80, it takes a lot of planning and with one child is hard enough, but, you know, you having two and working uh, long hours, how are you fitting that around, I suppose, everything you have going on and making sure that you're getting those quality sessions in?
1: Well, for me, I work uh, as a delivery driver for a soft drink company, so... Monday mornings and every morning, I'm meant to be starting work at 5 o'clock in the morning and and usually I'm not finishing work till sort of 5 o'clock in the afternoon. So it's 12 hours, sometimes between 10 to 14 hour days. Um, So for me, my only option is to to squeeze a half an hour. Uh, In my half an hour morning break, I'm I'm going for an easy easy three minute run and in my half an hour afternoon break, I'm doing my my ankle strength or, or Pilates. So for me, I need to squeeze that extra hour a day into my breaks in training to get what I need to done. Otherwise, I'm not not going to get the mileage to do ultras. And then unfortunately, I'm not with, um, with my ex-wife anymore. So I have my kids every second weekend. And, and then that's the challenge of, you know, trying to get my mileage up on the weekends when I have my kids. But the kids are more important. But I think I set a great example for my kids and, and being active and... I love incorporating like I did this morning, the 6K run around Bibber Lake while they get to ride their bike and, and they loved it. And, and now we're at Manning Park and they've still got energy to burn and they're playing in the playground. I think it's a, it's a great thing for the kids to see. But also the kids have said to me like, dad, you know, how come whenever you finish your big run, you come back and you have a sleep on the couch? And, and that's hard, hard as well because trying to get enough sleep when you're starting work at five in the morning Uh, that's a challenge that I I really struggle with. So, yeah, trying to manage the training, the kids, the sleep, cooking good food, the nutrition, it's all a massive big balancing act and it doesn't really leave much time for social life. Um, I guess that's why most of my uh, closest friends are my my training partners and friends that I I run with and catch up with. So, yeah, it doesn't leave much time for anything else, but um, I, I love it. And I, um, I guess I need to make a lot of changes because it doesn't really leave much time for relationships. Um, unfortunately, recently just had a split with my partner. Um, but in saying that, I don't think she was the right person for me. She wasn't a very sporty person at all. And as much as she tried to support me, it's, it's hard to understand when someone says they're tired all the time, and then they'll still wake up at four o'clock on a Saturday and go for a three or four hour run for, for them to understand. So. Um, I think after, uh, after the big race in the Blue Mountains in five weeks, I'm definitely looking at making a few more changes. And um, Yeah, I want to be, uh, have that happy balance in my life where I'm not always training full on. I want to do it a lot more socially um, and then just enjoy the journey. And obviously when events come up, the last sort of six to 12 weeks, you need to sort of focus on and get a lot more serious. But um, in the meantime, I, I don't want to be doing as many events as I normally do and just kicking back and enjoying the runs. And um, Yeah having a better balance.
0: Do you think for, I suppose, longevity in the sport and also for total enjoyment, you need to have that balance and have something outside um, that's really taking the focus away Um, when you're really focusing so much on, you know, making sure your nutrition is right, um, you're getting enough sleep? Do you think you need that escape? Um, I suppose you see it a lot with footballers or other sports people where if they live and breathe it too much, then almost the string's going to snap somewhere. Um, so do you think that is the same with even social runners?
1: Uh, I think it's a bit different. When you're talking like footballers, that's their lifestyle. Like that's their job. Where well, I think with us, we as social runners, obviously we have jobs. So I think running for us is our escape and it, and it is for a lot of people. Um, but we can get very uh, narrow minded and solely focused on the training and the, and the running and I don't think that's a healthy thing as well, and obviously going through that at the moment. Where when you get to the last six to twelve weeks of a two-year journey, it is it is very full-on. It's the most important time before a race, but then after the race, I mean, I don't plan on running for at least a month. Maybe just a social trot with the Manning Park Trail when I was on a Thursday night. But apart from that, I just want to just have a break and just enjoy it. And just when I feel like running again, I'll, I'll get back into it. But Afterwards, I just plan on having some social stuff and just, just enjoying it. And um, Yeah, I guess catching up with a bit more sleep and, uh, and spending a bit more quality time with the kids. And then I know I'll get the bug again. So, um, yeah, enjoy a bit of downtime. And then when it gets back into it, we'll, we'll go and uh, do it a bit smarter next time.
0: So do you think the break between events is beneficial for longevity in the sport? Um, you know, you might see people that are still doing ultras at the age of 65, 70 Um, you know, genetically and physiologically they might have a benefit anyway. But do you think there is a lot of merit to benefit where they say, you know, some elite marathon is doing two marathons a year only? Do you think us as social runners can also look a bit into that?
1: Yeah, definitely. I see a lot of uh, of people who do almost every event on the calendar and there's almost one a week these days. I mean, I don't know how they can afford it, to be honest. But um, I think it just comes with the experience as well like when i first started trial running i did every event possible and it was a great way to get out there and, uh, and find some trails and some great places that i go train on now but i mean last year i only did four races and but when you're talking ultras four i think is quite a lot i think sort of two massive big races and maybe two fun races a year is, is more the way to go it's you've still got to have that enjoyment of you're focused on the long-term goal of, of your big race but you still need to have a bit of fun as well and i think that's where the although i don't do a lot of races social group runs on the weekend are a great way of getting in your k's but having a chat with your friends and you can go out to the same places where where races are on and run the same courses but you're doing them in a group atmosphere and it's relaxed and it's really enjoyable so i think for longevity that if you're doing too much you're uh, increasing your risk of injury as well Um, especially if you're running the faster you run the the high potential to get injured so it's just about being smart and one good thing i've learned from my coach is that you you do need to pace yourself and and do things sort of a bit more structured Um, but there's also that the mental side of running of that running isn't a, a great thing to run in groups but it's still it is an individual sport and what happens to the runner when they're not running is that if you do get an injury, having a coach or a supportive partner is an invaluable uh, investment to have because not only does my coach help me with my running and my structure of my sessions, but she's been an amazing uh, shoulder to, to sort of lean on when uh, going through an injury time where I snapped to lean my ankle and I, I couldn't run for three months. Like She was amazing just to support because I guess the most important thing is that she understands. That she's, she's there at the moment. She's injured herself. So she knows what it's like and she's a great support for me and I feel like hopefully I can be supporting her at the moment when she's going through an injury time.
0: Oh, great. Um, I know even speaking to you uh, before the interview, you mentioned that um, you've had your battles um, with mental illness. Um, can you provide a bit more light on that and can you, I suppose, provide some insight as to how, you know, finding running and using running um, was a benefit um, or even maybe a hindrance um, to where you were?
1: Well, I think at the start, is uh, I've always been a really happy-go-lucky, energetic sort of guy and always playing sport. And uh, it was back in 2003, I was um, working full-time in a sales position. I was um, training with Perth Football Club in the Waffle to uh, follow my dream of playing in the AFL um so i was training probably four or five times a week and to top things off i was actually studying part-time to be a personal trainer because i just love the fitness industry and wanted to be a part of it and and uh with that increased sort of intensity uh with playing uh, at a a waffle team and studying as well i never uh i never had much sort of idea with, with structuring of sessions so I'm a pretty uh, bullet-a-gate sort of a guy. I'm all or nothing and uh, I went all in and I pretty much just burnt my body out. I was, uh, I was shot to pieces, I was exhausted all the time. I felt like I was eating good food and, and resting a lot, but um, I clearly wasn't. So I thought I was 21, 21 years old and, and bulletproof, I could do anything, but um, the body was slowly shutting down and, and when it did, I ended up getting pneumonia And I couldn't play footy anymore and I started to get really down because I couldn't do you know the thing that I loved and I thought that there must have been something wrong with the body because I thought you know How can I just be strung down and not doing anything? So after a while? I guess you could say I was getting a bit down and depressed with myself, but um After five doctors all saying the same thing of when I described a weekly uh, What a week looks like they all said mate. You just need to slow down and relax and rest and I guess I was looking for an answer. I, uh, I thought I had chronic fatigue, which was sort of a, um, a new thing in the, uh, in the health world at that time. And I thought I must have had that, but no, they said, no, you just need to rest and relax. And because I never listened to the doctors, um, eventually I just got worse and worse to the point where I wasn't playing footy. I wasn't doing any exercise. And then I really did get um, a bit down and depressed. So doctor number five actually diagnosed me with depression. Um, so, yeah, I was, I was put onto medication and then, um, yeah, gradually over the next sort of 10 years of, of being on medication, I, uh, I never really felt myself mentally. I think sort of my, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like, um, I wasn't thinking straight. Um, a lot of the decisions I made were, on, in hindsight, weren't stuff that I would normally do. Uh, and I wasn't able to sort of do sport at nowhere near a level that I wanted to and every time I'd sort of get a bit down and frustrated they would uh, increase the medication and it might give me a little bit of a buzz and I'd be feeling up but then there'd be times where I was experienced really low so there was big highs and big lows and that's not really healthy for anyone I think and um, yeah that was uh, a major cause of of a marriage breakdown and going through some of that was uh, the most Challenging things I've ever ever done in my life, and there were a couple of times where driving down the freeway on the way from dropping my girls back to their mum, that I just things were just all too much, and I picked out a, a power post and wanted to drive straight into it. But there was just that will in me that that just couldn't do it. I'm just I just knew I was stronger than that, and um and, and luckily I didn't. But, um, yeah, some really terrible dark dark times, but um I just knew that I I had to find a way out of it, and um. And that's where I got into into running and, and then sort of triathlons and and mixing around a great community and, and getting out and uh, and meeting new people and I, I love inspiring and motivating people to to be healthy and fit, which is why I wanted to be a personal trainer and it's definitely helped me. And as much as the Manning Park sessions um, help a lot of other people, like rocking up in the car park on a Thursday night, like, that gives me the biggest buzz and the biggest satisfaction, and that's what helps me with my mental health as well. and Although now I've been off uh, any medication for about five or so years, um, you know, you still get those little down periods, but luckily now they're they're just little down periods. They're not like the big highs and the lows. And I think I'm just back to a normal sort of level where, you know, you have your ups and downs in life, but it's nothing major and and you can get through. And it's great to have a supportive network that that you're around and and you're a part of. And I think that brings the best out in everyone.
0: Amazing, thanks so much for sharing that. on your going back to a run and even when you do do a long training run or your long event do you feel that what you've been through personally when you do have a slump on a run it gives you that I suppose kick to really push through um, because you know you've got that you know almost mental and intestinal fortitude to you know you've you've been in a worse place as such um, so this is really just a physical barrier now that you need to push through And then on the physical side using that in the workplace when you have you know really long day do you sit there and go okay well I've been in a worse place physically Um, I can push through
1: yeah yeah definitely I guess um, from a work perspective doing 10 to 14 hour days of of being a laborer you know picking boxes off a truck and put them onto a troll in Williams the shop I feel like I pretty much do an ultra every day at work so 10 to 14 hours of Of working as a laborer for me that's it's sort of a bit of a training as well and um, Sometimes you do have those rough days and you just think well, you know, this is just training for for your ultras It's just a a great way to be active Um, Mentally for me, I sort of feel like I can achieve anything at all in life that I put my uh, put my mind to because going through my journey with uh, with depression and the medication I was on and, and overcoming that the um, the actual the way I actually overcome it was was totally by myself I was seeing a uh, psychologist uh, psychiatrist actually sorry and uh, all he kept doing was prescribing more medication from me uh, for me but he was never actually prescribing any psychology there was never actually times where I was talking to people about my problems it was always just take these pills and they will fix you and make you better and in the end I just I totally lost my mind to the point where they wanted to put me on uh, electro-radio shock therapy to, to try and fix my brain, which, what they thought. But luckily that never happened and I just, I didn't go cold turkey, but over a three-month period I weaned myself off all my medication and I overcome it myself. And it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life, but I, I got through that. And that's just given me the grit and determination to, and, and most of all the belief that I can achieve anything in life that I want to. So I think ultra running for me is the perfect sport because physically you can get yourself to the start line in, in great shape but the race is, uh, the race is finished between the ears. It's, it's all a mental game so recently I, uh, well yeah late last year I had a couple of 50 mile races and uh, the first one was going okay it was an 80 kilometer race so I was about 40 k's in. and. All of a sudden, I uh, I sort of stopped and I was staggering and I uh, I had blurred vision and then I, I started throwing up and I uh, I had massive stomach cramps and I thought shit I'm done I, I'm, I'm finished i I'm, but then I just said like come on buddy You're like you've never ever not finished a race you've never not finished anything in your life there's there's got to be a way and I walked around the corner and there was a. Uh, a water stop there just a, a few bottles of water left on the ground so I uh, I sorry remember sitting on a rock pouring water over my head sculling a, about a litre of water and then I just went you're back in the game like you're on and I picked up and I started running the best I had for the whole race and I got to the last aid station with 16 k's to go and I was in 12th spot and I passed four people on the way back and I, and I finished 8th it was my first ever top 10 race and it was it was bloody amazing like that grit and determination and then six weeks later I did my second ever 80k race and uh, yeah I was in the same I was in sort of I worked my way up to about fifth spot uh, about 40k through this race and then I just got these amazing cramps in my legs and the pace slowed down and then I stopped and then it got to the point where I just physically could not even move and People come past and gave me salt tablets, and uh, I could sort of walk again. I got to uh, one of the last aid stations, and I was, I was in sixth position, and I thought I was done. Like I physically couldn't move, and then I just, no one had passed me. So I'm like, well, you can't stop. You're in sixth position. So I just had that will to to, to keep going, and. Uh, I don't know how, but I, I, I got to finish line and end up finishing eighth. And it was just that, that grit and determination of just, just just find a way. And yeah, I guess earlier this, this year, I was doing a pacing job for my friend, my, my coach Cheryl, and um, th- 350 kilometre race that she had, she, her body got to about 315 kilometres and it, it just started to shut down. Um, she'd made a poor decision not to have a sleep um, the night before and pushed through and her body started shutting down but um yeah she went through a delirious time where she didn't know who who she was or who i was and luckily uh calmed her down and we we gave her a no-dose tablet which which gave her a bit of uh caffeine gave a bit of a wake she trudged on for the next half an hour and, and did an amazing job did the best she can but then her body just fully fully shut down and it got to the point where we had to uh to piggy piggyback her about four k's through the bush in the middle of the night and uh and put her straight into an ambulance and get her off to hospital. It was just watching her, like, everyone says, like, that must have just freaked you out. But honestly, that just inspired me, and it just made me so proud that a lady who gave every single thing that she could was my coach. Like, for me, that was just such an inspiration and, and such a time that I'd I'll, I'll never, ever forget it.
0: It is, and I think only, really, people who either do a marathon or ultra know that feeling of... What their body really can do, um, or what the mental, per- what the mental side of you can achieve, um, and the things that we stress in everyday life um, are actually quite minor. Um, and I suppose we appreciate what people around us bring when they have supported us in those events as well. Um, I know from doing ultra myself, it's that unknown once you get to you know 55, 60 k's if that's what your long run was. Um, you might have another 30 to 40 Ks to go and you're in no man's land, you've never been there, but you know, you get to the end and you go, well, geez, wow. And to the everyday person, it's unfathomable that you manage to, you know, in under 12 hours, do something that of that magnitude. Um, So it is is such a big club to be part of, but it almost feels like you're just like a small world where, you know, the medal for some events might be as big as a 20 cent coin as well. Um, So, and you go to a 10K and you get the medal the size of a Frisbee. Um, So it's just, it does really tie in a lot of things together and it's almost, you know, playing other sport. You haven't really got that rush until you've kind of done an ultra, I feel. It's just (laughs) one of those crazy things. So we're almost part of a crazy community that you can't explain until you do one I think and when Definitely. you do one you suck people in forever yeah. <laughs> so um on your running bucket list um what have you got and can you kind of give a background as to why
1: um well the current race has been my big bucket list and that's been a two-year journey and I'm solely focused on that that I haven't really put too much thought into into what's next I've, I've got a few things in mind that I'd love to do but I think for me, continue to get better at the uh, the sort of 50 miles and then work up to 100 miles. But I guess they're coming from a triathlon sort of background where the Hawaii Ironman is is the is the pinnacle. You obviously want to get there. But in triathlons, the everyday person can't really achieve that. You need to be like a, a top person in your age group to qualify. Where in trail running, there's a uh, There's a race, um, and it's called UTMB, Ultra Trails Mount Blanc, where the everyday runner can actually achieve it, where you don't need to be a podium winner to to get there. You just need to complete some major sort of races. So for instance, they do a qualifying thing where if you can uh, run two 100 mile races and one 50 mile race within a three year period, you get enough points to qualify and then you go into a lottery to, to get a, a position at this race. So if you don't uh, get in with a lottery, I think if you can qualify two years in a row, you might be guaranteed a place. So that's really the ultimate for me. It's a 177 kilometer run. I'm pretty sure it's Switzerland, Austria and France, where you actually run through the Swiss Alps. And you, you need to take your passport in your backpack on the race because you actually cross through the three countries uh, for me that's the pinnacle of, uh, of ultra trail running and I'm not too sure when I will get there but I just know that I've got this burning desire to one day to one day get there and yeah that uh, that that burns pretty deep and, and pretty fierce and I know my coach Cheryl she's uh she's also along the uh the same opinion and she wants to get there and to be honest she is the uh she is the uh what do you call it not the bad influence but she's the uh she's the person breaking down all the barriers and she does all these crazy things and i love following her journey and following along and, and joining her and being a part of it so i think definitely for me ultra trails mount blanc would, would be the pinnacle
0: and if there was one race i suppose that you've ever done and that was the only event you could ever do ever again um no other events a one-off of this event uh what would that be uh,
1: at the moment, I think my favourite race would be the Bloated Goat, which is run by Perth Trail Series. So that's at uh, at Wangong Regional Park, just south of Armandale there. So that for me is just, they call it the uh, the toughest race uh, in Perth, and it pretty much is. It's, it's 30 kilometres with 1,600 metres of elevation, and the word we use to describe it is relentless. Um, there's hardly a flat bit on the course. It's just up and down hills, and it's brutal, and it's crazy, but that's what i love i love the the craziness of uh of the brutality of the hills and i'm not much of a road runner i'm not fast i'm never going to be on the podium in one of those sort of races but when you look at a brutal race like that where it's just mind over matter that for me would definitely be uh the hardest uh probably a close second for me would be the uh the feral pig 50 mile race um that one's run by ultra series wa and um that for me was a, just a, an amazing challenge of running along the Bibberman track um from point to point race so we ran from uh sullivan's rock out to the uh perth hills discovery center in Mount Mundaring, and it's just pretty much the bus drops you off and, and you find your way back and however long it takes you and whatever the journey uh brings along it's just a mental thing of you've just got
0: to get there and, and i love those challenges That's superb um as suppose to finish off uh once you finish running what do you want your legacy to be
1: well, I don't know that I'll finish running very soon at all. I, uh, I hope not anyway, but um, I think the legacy that I'd love to leave is that I just love bringing people to running and, and having that group camaraderie. And uh, and I want to see the, the next generation come through as well. Um, I love the the demographic of the group is that I can go running with like an 18-year-old teenager or I can go running with, a seven-year-old man or um I I love that and and obviously ladies as well um but what I want to do I think my next sort of thing that I want to focus on is I uh I see my kids coming through and and how much enjoyment that brings to them and one thing I want to focus on after I do ultra trails Australia is maybe every second weekend or once a month is actually getting kids kids and family hikes so not running, but just get kids and, and adults and people that aren't interested in it, just get them out into the bush and, and yeah, get them enjoying the trails and, and enjoying what I love and just encouraging more people to, to do to do what I do.
0: Great. Um, so thanks so much, Clint, for being guest number one, um, to sharing, I suppose, a lot of your personal life and what running means to you and giving some insight. Um, hopefully there's something out there for everybody and they... They can take something out and enjoy it.
1: Cheers! Thanks, sir. Really enjoyed that.